You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters Podcast. My name is Ian, the well-informed, and I'm here with Phil the Philipadger and Randy, um, Mr. Engagement. Sure. <laughs> One of these days I want to, I think I want, I'm not sure if I want to start a band with this name or if I want to just somehow release an album with the name Dubious Food. Why Dubious Food? <laughs> like this? Taco Bell quesadilla I'm eating. <laughs> oh, I just uh, I just threw some uh, mushrooms and some uh, other things together when I was cooking in uh, Breath of the Wild, and my result was dubious food. <laughs> all I could think of was, this sounds like an EDM uh, DJ. I mean, to me, when I'm listening to it, it sounds like uh, a Rick Derringer, rock and roll, uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll hoochie coo. Hoochie coo, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I wanted to um, get a loan from you. And uh, what what is the purpose of this loan? This loan is to potentially <coughs> buy GameStop. And uh, what what do you what do you think you're going to do different than everybody else uh, that uh, his own GameStop or are you looking to trade it in at some point? Uh, I just want to um, um, change the name so it's uh, just a little bit more marketable, like <laughs> something like GameStop and Go. I was going to say something <laughs> like Game Go or Game Run or Game Run. I mean, if you Game say, Run fast. Um, if Let's we not go, get ahead of ourselves. If we go Game Run fast. Most people just run out of the store. <laughs> well, and there goes your trade-in value for that for that uh, for that purchase. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know, GameStop's not not famous for their for their really good trade-in values. So, there you go, keeping in line. I mean, I mean not to give um, any kudos to any other places but there is um this replay in the state in the in michigan mm -hmm. so yeah they're they're taking away from them <laughs> mm -hmm. and they uh they seem to be doing all right i'm i like to pop in there every so often and get a trade and the, the thing about them is you know they'll they'll take just about anything you know that's electronics so They'll take games, they'll take equipment, they'll take systems, they might even take your old laptop. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, I went there once. Um, they, um, I found a copy of um, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door there. Oh, and I okay. was like, they had it at a low price, and I was like... Yep, that's mine. That's definitely <laughs> mine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's what you've been doing that doing this week, Ian. No, that going was, through Paper Mario. I'm still playing more Breath of the Wild just because any other game doesn't have much room. Right. I mean, mushroom, <laughs> mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like to go pick up the rush rooms actually in, in that game. Rush rooms are good. Mm -hmm. Um. But then the suits of armor can be very, very helpful. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far in the game. I've just been able to escape the uh, the Great Plateau and I'm on, still on my way to, uh, I think it's Kakariko Village. So. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, once you get to Kakariko, the gameplay is going to change more into. Uh, Right now, it's um, it's a resource management game, and it always will be. Mm -hmm. But then it gets to be very fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. It gets to, 
you get into um, setting booby traps and things like that. Oh, After interesting. That, yeah. Well, I guess one of these. I'll have to keep uh, keep pressing on here. So, um, and then oh, then there's like the suits of armor where they tailor specifically toward one thing. Like there's the uh, climbing armor <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes you uh, uh, what's it called? Be able to climb faster, climb faster, and climb have, farther, climb farther, and have more stamina mm-hmm. depending on upgrades and things. So it sounds like I've not even scratched the surface of of this game. Um, <laughs> although I did get farther than I did in the Wii U version, where I cleared all four shrines, but I didn't manage to escape the Great Plateau. Just, I just ran out of time that day and never, ever went back. I mean, it it could it, it gets <laughs> it. The feel is different mm-hmm. after Kakariko Village. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of this episode of Breath of the Wild Talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to talk about today, Ian? Do we want to bring up the broom meme? Or did that die that, off really, uh, really that, fast? I say, that's already dead, isn't it? It's that that dead. one already fell over, didn't it? Uh, that, uh, no. We'll just that, sweep that one aside. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we'll just sweep that broom meme under the rug. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like I mean, I I saw uh, one day I saw pictures of broom standing up everywhere, and then I didn't, and I never really bothered to find out why, what that was all about. So, yeah, I don't get it. Okay, I tried having my broom stand up on end, but I. Um, now is it the broom end that's supposed to that it's supposed to stand up on, or the part that you hold the broom by? Um, the broom bristles. Oh, that that's why it never worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I will not do that meme, <laughs> but I will watch Bewitched <laughs> every right. once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's kind of a useless story, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we killed about two minutes with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Um, um, have you, um, and not killing time, but have you went to go see Sonic movie? Um, I've been go- going kind of slow. I haven't been able to make it yet. <laughs> I have not either, but from the reviews, they said it. One friend said that it's a family-friendly movie. It's not a, a not so much a fan movie. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I mean, it's getting decent reviews. I think it's scored around seventy percent on seventy-ish percent on Metacritic. If you take that seriously, which you know, I don't. I like to form my own opinions. Um, and I'd, but I think it's also it's also the best uh, debut of any any movie based on a video game. Is that is that right? Is that what I've heard? I've heard that too. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm too slow to see it, but mm. that's the well, obvious gotta, Sonic joke. You gotta go fast, Ian. <laughs> I've gotta go fast. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, we need to go see it sometime so that we can comment it on here mm-hmm. instead of just um, commenting on about- trailers and re- what people have said on reviews. And yeah, yeah, that might be that might make more that might be more fun and more interesting. Yeah, that would that would help. Reviews would not in I mean, reviews in this case would not um give this movie justice. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh reviews, do we I um 
I wanted to ask, did we ever talk about um, Rich of Review Tech USA? We may have once in a while. Um, I know I watch them on occasion, too, and um, I, I don't like subscribe to him, but I like to watch his videos every now and then. And he does um, – some of the time he does good stuff, mm-hmm. like when he talks about – classic games like nes classic and hardware and things like that he's Mm -hmm. good at but i know he's he's got a lot to say about uh gamestop and its recent troubles so yeah and he's he's right for the most part to talk about gamestop and his opinion is good but then there's one topic that he keeps bringing up every uh (laughs) every week to three weeks and that's the um the sad story of a guy named bookie 2988 is that his uh given name um, <laughs> i won't look into it <laughs> um i mean i've seen he's done videos on this guy but i just it's you know it's I, I I've never di- I've never watched the videos to see what it's all about. I mean, he st- um, Rich keeps uh, uh, why he's clung on to keep uh, reviewing him is uh, when uh, Boogie went on to um, a YouTube live stream and he said. He, he, he was going to buy himself a something like a Bentley <laughs> mm-hmm. off of his uh, office's streaming money, <laughs> and so Boogie got a lot of backlash, and then Boogie kept apologizing mm-hmm. and never stopped. And I'm like, I mean, Rich keeps reviewing him for that reason to Review, get him to he's say, re- so he's reviewing each of his apologies or basically i'm like this is this is how boogie has gotten his subscriber base this is what he does for the most part i mean <laughs> So do we think that uh review tech's kind of playing playing into the game that uh Boogie's playing or do you think that he's legitimately concerned or I think he's legitimately concerned. I think he's just should I say too much into it. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean it's I mean like we said on the show it's not a matter of if things get crazy it's all a matter of how much. <laughs> <laughs> and in this case that's kind of Boogie, the motto for the year 2020 as things are going so far yes <laughs> i'm not gonna comment on that the, the, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there let's let's not do that right now yeah i know where you're going with that and i'm not going to go into that but uh <laughs> but no like um Boogie got his fame from a video uh, uh, called Draw My Life, and it showed the history of where he – when he first started to now. Not now, but like 2013, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hold on, Ian. We've got some noise in your microphone. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so where was I? Uh, nope. Noise is back. Mm. Let's have you switch microphones. Could you try again? Okay. Hello. So where were we, Phil? <laughs> um, I think we were starting the rundown of Buggy uh, 2988 in uh, um, something you – know, he started in 2013, and I think we started hearing some distortion in the lines. And <laughs> no, like not he, sure if those are connected, but here we are. No, Boogie started. I want to say around 2008, 2009. I'm not exactly sure when, but he did the draw my life around <laughs> two. Um. Um. 
That wasn't me this time. <laughs> I, was, I was confused. That is that is me. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot to turn off my phone. Thanks. <laughs> but um, he made the uh, draw my life around uh, uh, 2010, 2011, something like that. And that's how he got a lot of his mainstay uh, – uh, what's it called? Um, his subscriber sub- base. His subscriber base that keeps consistently coming in. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, um, a, should I say that's how he's become relatable, but, mm-hmm. and, uh, Rich should understand that, but, I mean, Rich needs to, not say uh stop doing that because he's that's obviously his persona mm-hmm. and that's obviously boogie's persona mm-hmm. but um it's all a matter of finding something to replace that to help him to <laughs> to transition to his next phase basically Tra- yeah to basically transition mm-hmm. maybe someone else in his life or i don't know <laughs> i don't know but that's why we do podcasts not a youtube stream so yeah i mean most uh, i don't do podcast um, youtube streams because i have a thing with my eye that um that makes it very hard to do um video or, mm-hmm. but but that's uh beside the point um but, um let's see um i don't have any suggestions on what boogie should do or not that he listens to us anyway not that he listens to us <laughs> <laughs> but um and i'm not familiar with with them so i i really can't comment so yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of slowly stopped watching him. I'm more in the mood of um, watching streamers that positively motivate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, more me right now. <laughs> no, I, I I understand. I, you know, I like you know, I if I pick someone to watch, I like to either think that I'm learning something. You know, I'm getting a different perspective. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear someone endlessly apologize for something that went happened six, nine months, six, nine year months or to a year ago. So, um, you know, just, you know, it's just more of, you know, I like things that look forward and, uh, things that look back. So, yeah, just. Um, I would agree. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Speaking sorry of more. looking forward, um, um, there seems. What's the? Is there a significant thing that's happening in on the tenth of March? I mean, that is the uh, meme date for Mario oh. Martin. Um, I am going to shoot to play Mario Maker Two. <laughs> okay, around that time. Because are you doing an all day stream of it or no? <laughs> Unless I do, I mean, you're getting, um, you're tempting me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure if I do a 24 hour stream, it has to be on a uh, Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh. Yeah, well, well uh, 10th of March is a Tuesday this year, so. So it's a definite no. <laughs> right. If you want to do it on the day. Um, maybe a six-hour stream. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and I know it will suck, so. Just well, because you'll start out strong, and then those who make it to the end. It's going to suck all the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean. I'm used to doing these one-hour podcasts, right? Right, and six hours may be a bit too much. <laughs> it could be. That's why you got to bring in folks to help you. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, but who do I know who like games? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I like Mario, but not Mario Maker, so I'd probably be out. <sighs> I mean, I'll have to... Um, I'll have to try and intrigue you <laughs> like I'm doing with Breath of the Wild. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, so, uh, you haven't gotten a uh, Mario maker two yet. I have not. Oh, okay. unfortunately, but they keep giving updates to the game. Like they have this, um, two league, um, Nintendo keeps making these levels where you can speed run them mm-hmm. um, for two weeks and try to get into the top, um, I don't know, 1% of people mm-hmm. to get um, the lowest time. So there's that, but those, um, the other characters show up as ninjas, like from. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that, and then lots, uh, people making troll levels. Of where, course. Um, or expert level, or like Kaizo racers, if right. you know what Kaizo means. I do, actually. Yes. Um, they and, like for the, be- and for those of you who don't, you know, Kaizo Mario is, you know, a Japanese fan-made uh, ROM hack um, that creates super, super hard levels that you kind of have to know ahead of time how you're going to get through to make it to the end. Yeah, you have to, yeah, that's one part. It's quote-unquote rearranged. And right. if you get like a power-up, like a mushroom, you have to use it and you all have- the way through mm-hmm. or... Or you have to be prepared to uh, to uh, lose your mushroom power so you get small, then you can get through uh, a tight corridor. You know, they're more; these are more like puzzles than uh, standard uh, Mario platform levels. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, and you have to be um, very, very precise. Extremely about- precise. <laughs> yes, there's little room for error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and some people have played tens to hundreds of hours on one single level, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's, um, at the same time, I, I both admire and fear that kind of, uh, dedication at the same time. So, yeah, but I still am. I'm going to stick to enjoying playing Breath of the Wild and then mm-hmm. um, running away from enemies and then accidentally falling off a cliff and dying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't accidentally throw your swords at them? I've. Uh, <laughs> that's another sometimes, story. No. Sometimes I've, I accidentally th- throw my bows at them, so. No, instead of I, shooting the bows, so. <laughs> No, I've had one time where I threw a great sword into a shrine, never to be returned. Oh, dear. <laughs> threw it over the edge or? No, threw it into the pit. Oh, oh, oh. Never to return. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Well, I'm not using that sword again. Nope. <laughs> no, but there's... um. To get back into Breath of the Wild, there is going to be a function where you can, um, where you're able to search for uh, items, specific mm-hmm. items. So that helps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what else? Um. Let's see, we talked about the broom that flew away. Um. Um, that let's... that brew meme just couldn't stand on its own. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know what else kind of can't stand on its own? What anymore? Um, the end of Dragon Ball Z abridged. Oh, so that did uh, that did come to an end. Was there was there a big uh, twist ending or? Um. Um. 
one um you know how um we keep talking about uh YouTube channels they keep getting like their videos taken down and uh getting copyright strikes because other companies think that they're not a fair use. Uh, I think we talk about that every week, don't we? We talk about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Z abridged or the company <laughs> behind this, um, behind this series, uh, team four star, um, said that, um, a, is no exception to that rule. They're very much known for having their videos taken down, even though their videos have been under fair use mm -hmm. because they do transform their media. I mean, they right, transform doing, the media. It's a transformative work. Yeah. Like they write a full script mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then write episodes based on that style and animation of Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. And so within the last couple of weeks, they kind of, um, they kind of ended it because of, uh, that reason and other reasons. Like, um, they got all the way to, um, they did kind of a season finale for the uh, Cell Saga, mm -hmm. where, and they were going to go into um, what's it called the um, go into the Majin Buu Saga. <laughs> are these are particular story arcs within uh, Dragon Ball Z, I assume. Yeah, there's um. Within Dragon Ball Z, there's the Saiyan Saga, mm -hmm. then, then the Frieza Saga, then um, Android Saga, then Cell Saga, and then uh, I guess you can call it the Dabura Saga, which is a smaller part of the Buu Saga, and that uh, the Buu Saga is the last saga in Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. So they had gotten into that. They were heading into that territory and they were having a very hard time finding um, a cohesive script. <laughs> oh, okay. So it wasn't yes. just the pressures of dealing with copyright strikes, just, the cre just some creative pressures as well. Yeah. One part was the creative pressure. The other part was um, they've had their whole library taken down um, because of, quote-unquote, fair use. <laughs> mm -hmm. When they're clearly in the right. <laughs> right. When they're clearly under fair use. And so they've um, kind of ended that. Um, my opinion on that, from an outsider is that it does uh uh it does feel like uh like they um like they kind of wanted to abandon this uh, because first they let go of the uh uh the bojack movie mm -hmm. and then they ended the hell's um the helsing ultimate saga and then they uh put a close to dragon ball z at bridge so it does feel from the outside a, a from the outside looking in it does feel like they uh like they wanted this to happen. <laughs> like they were they were ready to get out. And this is Team Four Star you're talking about, right? Yeah. It, yeah. From the outside, it looks like they wanted an out. Mm -hmm. But from a person, from but from an insider, me being one of the people who has seen their works and seen how 
the level of detail they've done and mm-hmm. having the voice sonifications and the editing, mm-hmm. the top quality editing, this um, is not at all the case. Mm-hmm. They they love the series, and I've um, uh, how should I say this from from a legal perspective, quote unquote, mm. I've wanted to work with them. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Uh, on helping them to um, deal with these issues. But they um, they didn't want, they don't at all want this to go away. Mm-hmm. They, they love this project and I'm sad to see it go, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they you know, maybe maybe it's one of those things more. You know, maybe they need to. Maybe it's more they're not going to go away, but maybe they're going to take a break and recharge their batteries, and maybe then they'll be able to come up with that cohesive script that will let them, you know, do take the next step. I mean, part of what they have to do is, and I know this. They already they have a lawyer for this mm-hmm. but they just they need my opinion they need somebody who's a good community manager and also can take care of these strikes and things like that so that so they can focus on being creative and they just need that one person who can do all that so that the others can just worry about that so that mm-hmm. they don't have so they're not so stressed out <laughs> or burned yeah, I can out. See that. But they So are we are are you considering this podcast to be your application for that position? And do they listen? I may send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, <laughs> It, it's not a. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. Right. But um. Uh, but no, they do so much other content. Like they do. Um. Of course, they don't do the Dragon Ball Z abridged, but they do the Dragon Ball shorts, where they do short stories with the characters and. Um, kind of more fan fiction stories, more quote unquote fan fiction stories that um could be canon, mm-hmm. <laughs> could be canon, right? Quote right. unquote, um, where the engagement, where um, like they had this one short where um, Gohan, um, um, uh. What's it called? The Goku family, of course, is always um, never been very cohesive. Goku has always been known to train, while Gohan is, of course, the stay-at-home son. And at one point, he, um, within one of the shorts, he was trying to get um, his mom to the hospital mm-hmm. <laughs> because she was uh, uh, having a baby. <laughs> So there is that short <laughs> and other things. So they have a lot of content like on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one person named Takahata101 who does um, this series called Multiverse Nexus Wrestling, which is kind of a parody on uh, – not a parody, but just um, – play. Um, the content is a lot like WWE or Raw Wrestling, mm-hmm. but it the characters are made from people who have been fans of him. <laughs> the um, wrestlers. Oh, okay. Oh. So, things like that, where it's... Um, where there's a lot of love put into it. So, mm-hmm. they do a lot of content still. Mm-hmm. But there's... But their biggest fan base is the um, what has gotten them famous is Dragon Ball Z abridged. Mm-hmm. Most of their fan base and is lo- not a big. Uh, and how long fan. has Dragon Ball Z abridged been running? They have been running since 
at least 2008. I stopped watching them at like the end of 2008 and then when they did their uh, series ender, they had their entire um, their entire channel suspended. Mm. So mm-hmm. then and this was <laughs> it's it's funny in the timeline where I stand and where when this happened. This um this event happened a week after I uh I was going to class for a master's in cybersecurity. <laughs> and my career uh, my career counselor for the degree uh said you have the qualifications to become something like an expert witness for um IT and when I saw that their channel got suspended that was like the like the driving force into continuing that degree because I wanted I wanted to see to make sure if they were under fair use. <laughs> So, <laughs> but fair use is more of an more of an intellectual property kind of law distinction than any sort of a security matter. Um, yes and no. Like, um, it gets in. <clears throat> um, how should I explain this? Like, a part of what. Um, cybersecurity or information assurance is is um, I took a couple of classes called computer forensics and mm-hmm. those classes detail um, uh, when you talk about computer forensics that's a broad list of uh, things that you can go through whether it be um, What's it called? Um, checking software on a computer, checking things on the internet, or even checking things on particular sites, mm-hmm. aka YouTube and copyright. Right. Mm-hmm. So it does get into that realm. So, yeah, they've kind of been <laughs> kind of the oh, one of my driving forces to want to watch their content and they have always um they will i will always go to watch them mm-hmm. for that reason right right okay <laughs> but but um that um um excuse me hold on a moment uh, um now do, now if I were to check this out, I've never watched Dragon Ball Z in my life. Um, would I be totally lost if I were to check out an episode of Dragon Ball Z abridged? I mean, start from episode one and then work your way up. You won't be lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can start basically wherever you want, but there's... um, um a lot of um should i say pg13 uh jokes in there right like i mean one of my favorites was um um episode 2 where there's this guy named piccolo and he um he's um what's it called writing off with goku and goku says um, you spit out eggs. Are uh, are you a Yoshi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Piccolo just um, uh, just stands there and says nothing. Mm-hmm. So, but no, like uh, you can start it from wherever you want, but it is good to start from the beginning and work your way up. Right. Okay. If you've seen, so if I start from, so if I start from one, I should, I should be fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you. There are some jokes in Dragon Ball Z abridged 
that poke fun at um, Dragon Ball Z, but um, those will just fly right past me. Those will fly right past you. Like there's other, um, there's jokes about Donkey Kong mm-hmm. and jokes about Metal Gear Solid and <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, the Fraggles and. It's right up your alley. <laughs> okay, then. And probably most of the people who are listening. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so, Phil, have you um, gone to um, many conventions this year? I have not made it to any yet. All right. Like, Still, I mean, yeah, I'm not really a big uh, convention goer. I've I'm just don't don't have the ability to get away. <laughs> but you have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disappear for a whole weekend from my house. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I, <laughs> I mean, there's only there's only two conventions where I will dedicate my time to mm-hmm. staying the whole weekend and that's uh Penguin and Yomacon. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but there are others like last episode there was Astronomicon and right. and then this episode like we'll talk a little um I mean there's Great Lakes Comic Con which hold on. <coughs> Um. Yeah, there's Great Lakes Comic Con, which has its own style and appeal. They have the um, Ghostbusters usually, mm-hmm. and um, they have a few more. Um, they have more games than Astronomicon, but um, I like it for the people. Um, right, right. Like I um. I'm not sure, but usually every year there's um, a person who does um, puppets. Um, her company name is called uh, Ruppets. <laughs> I've had some things um, made by her, like mm-hmm. Snagglepuss or Beautiful Joe mm-hmm. or Luigi. Interesting. Guys like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's always source point press and scapegoat press mm-hmm. so um so yeah um so yeah for the most part i uh and i like their content i like mm-hmm. what they do <laughs> but um you said last time randy that Podcast Detroit wasn't going to be there this year. Yes. Yes. Uh, that is true. Which is saddening, but it's not going to stop me. <laughs> there really hasn't been a business benefit for going there, so we've decided to stop setting up a booth there. Yeah, but for the. I understand. You got to look at the money first. Yep. Well. But yeah, um, so yeah, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, um, maybe like test out a theory with you, Phil, about how, um, games can be sort of a skill. (laughs) Okay. Um, go ahead. I mean, and how, um. Um, microtransactions can get in the way. <laughs> um, you know. So when you say games as a skill, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, I mean to get more into like, like, um, I mean we all know that you press buttons and you use a controller to, um move around or do attacks and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. But um but 
Um, we never t- – not many places talk about how does it uh, benefit the real world? How is it um, – outside of say depth perception or things of that nature how does it uh uh, uh how does it um i got a sneeze too hold ah <laughs> uh, um don't talk about um um, what is a game's intended purpose? I mean, I, for example, like, you know a game called Pikmin, right? Yes. Um, uh, most people call it a resource management game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the, on the inside looking out, it's more of a, it's, teaching you logistics it's teaching you um wh- uh, what resources do you need to complete yeah to what, complete a task and it's, and and not just complete a task but complete a task in a given amount of time because you know the the sun sets you know each day and you know in a pikmin you know in a pikmin world and you know if your little pikmin guys are out at night they're going to get gobbled up by by creatures in the world and you're kind of going to have to start that process all over again and you have to i mean you want to have the best um i if if you didn't have the time schedule it would be um it would be a resource management game but Mm -hmm. because you have a set time it means you have to know what you want to do kind of like a kaizo level a a kaizo game and then you kind of have to have a plan before you ever set out to make sure one you're bringing enough of the little pikmin guys you're bringing enough of the right ones exactly and you're going to have enough time to get to get to the item you're trying to bring back to your ship you know, and then to deal with any hazards you're going to run across the way, whether it's, you know, objects in the environment, it's other critters that are out there or just, you know, whatever else and just making sure you have enough time. And, or, you know, is this a thing you're going to be able to bring back in one day or you're going to have to get it part of the way, um, call your Pikmin back to your ship and then re- pick it up where you left off the next day? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of logistical and strategic planning in that. Yeah, and it's some of it is trial and error, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can only <coughs> you can only really hold um, like the first game, the first and second game. You can only really hold a hundred, so mm-hmm. it's like um, it's a very um, it's a very it is a game that is much needed in society but doesn't uh up until GameCube didn't have a big enough audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely needed and it's I find it surprising that like the states like US um there's such a big audience for logistics but um, but then there's other games like, um, what's it called? Uh, WWE 2K20, where it's it, more showing you how not to make a game. No, it's not showing you, and it's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a vehicle for delivering microtransactions. It's a vehicle for delivering microtransactions and is meant to crash in the year 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. Despite the name. Despite the name, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think of other games that we've played that um, would um, be a good example. Uh there's, I mean, of course, there's Mario Maker, which gives you 
the basic tools on how to make a level or levels that go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't give you everything. Like, they don't um, – they – don't give you how to program those um, sprites and monsters and all those other characters, but but you know you you could you could learn the basics of good level design and you know if if it intrigued you enough um, could go on go on to study and perhaps get a job doing that or move on to more advanced tools, um, um, you know like the Unity engine. And uh, perhaps you know, maybe you can make a ge- make the next next blockbuster game. I mean, there's Super Mario Maker two, and then there is a um, should I say a ROM hack software called Lunar Magic <laughs> that deals with basically scripting Mario uh, Super Mario World levels. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So there's that and that takes a little more takes a considerably more skill and expertise mm-hmm. than Mario Maker. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I do we um have anything else? Um not on this topic, but if there's, you know, if we think of more games that uh, you know, teach real world skills i'm sure you know we'll we'll discuss them here we'll discuss them here yes mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah of course um where can we find you you can find me getting lost on the way to kakariko village probably good luck finding <laughs> it <laughs> i mean it is it is on the map and um <laughs> i did just to, i did just find the tower the the tower that's outside of the uh it's the first one outside the Great Plateau on the way, so I'm getting a little bit more acclimated. Yeah, I mean, you know, the big towers, they're known for um, – and I didn't learn this until <laughs> maybe putting 30 hours into the game. Those towers are – the big ones are meant to expand the map. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go for those – as soon as you get more stamina. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Assassin's Creed fan in me wants to uh, climb those towers as fast as I can get to them. So. Um, take your time on them. Okay. Because you, at this point, don't have enough stamina. Right. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> and where can we find you, Ian? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ianformed, informed with an A, and um, Ianformed.com. Yes. Um, as always, um, don't forget to be awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. And um, if you live in Michigan, good luck with the weather. <laughs> uh, thank you.